Hey everyone, welcome to Speak Life with Sarah. Um, this is my fir- first podcast, so this should be interesting. I just wanted to come on here quick and just give you a little um, information on me. I am a uh, born-again, spirit-filled believer in Jesus Christ, and I have had a long path a long journey. We've all been on this long journey, right? Pretty much. Um, started in childhood. What I do, who I am is all connected to that. And I believe that's also your part of your journey, your story. Um, I'm a published author. I self-publish. I write Christian romance. I create journals, a coloring book with I am affirmations for women. I also um, just recently, last year, wrote my own story, parts of it, um, which is called Kingdom Authority Faith, Sarah's Story, and that's uh, available in Amazon. I was invited on a podcast of a wonderful podcaster to share a little bit about the book, so that was exciting, and I thought, you know, I could probably do podcasting. I like to talk, and if I don't have to put on makeup, hey, that's a win-win, right? But I also, um, just in my journey, what I shared was my life story, how things were in my childhood, which I love my parents dearly. Um, they only can do as much as they learned, right? As, as parents, um, or when they were children, how their parents raised them. Um, I do forgiveness coaching. I also do coaching of women who need healing from emotionally neglected childhood, childhoods, which is where I come from. Um, my childhood was emotionally neglected. It was uh, not the way that it's supposed to be, not the way that God wanted. But I'm now living my adulthood into my, my 50s, it took into my 50s to be able to um, maybe have the time and the space to really think about where my life is going, what I want out of my life. And I know that women of my age group will understand that totally. You know, once you've raised your kids and partially raised your spouse, um, things you have a little bit more time for yourself and you can actually sit back and look at your life and think, okay, what's missing? Lord, what do you want me to do? What can I do to, you know, further to further the kingdom, but to help people heal or to, um, you know, to, to give into them, to um, fill their bucket, right? Because we can't fill other people's bucket from an empty bucket if we're empty ourselves. Um, so that's, that's a little bit about me. Like I said, I just wanted to share this first podcast um, talking about myself a little bit, what I do. Um, who I am. You'll learn more about me in upcoming episodes. And I look forward to any um, any comments. Um, I am wanting to host retreats as part of my healing that I do up north here in northern Minnesota. And um, that's about it for now. I'll talk more about myself the next next podcast. Thanks for listening. Good 
afternoon or good morning wherever you are. This is Sarah Schroeder with Speak Life. Speak Life with Sarah. And I'm driving in my car, so we'll see how this goes. Um, Today I want to talk about generational curses, whether you believe in them or whether you don't. My personal opinion is that I don't. Here's why. My relationship with Jesus has nothing to do with the sins of my father, my grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, right? Um, Things that they maybe have done are not going to be, I'm not going to be judged for. Now, if you have scriptures you want to throw at me, go ahead and throw them at me. Um, This is my personal knowledge of my best friend, Jesus, that he's a loving God, he's a loving father, and as a loving father, just as my earthly father, who's a loving father, would not punish me or judge me or curse me or allow me to be cursed based on something that somebody else did, basically, right? Um, My belief is that we can choose life, we can choose death, we can choose blessing, we can choose curse. It's in the power of the tongue, what we speak, what we believe. Now, when we speak, and we speak with kingdom authority that God gave us from his word, uh, because we are new creatures in him when, he, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, right? We become new. We become born again or born anew, I like to say. So as a new creature in Christ, um, our sins have been washed away. They've been forgiven. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So why would we believe that he, he died for everything except those generational curses, right? Basically, to me, that's what, that's my take on it. Um, I believe that God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, wants the best for us, right? It's not him that's allowing any curses. He, Jesus died for all curses, for all things to be broken. I'm hitting a few speed bumps, if you can't tell, but I want my podcast to be just like who I am. (laughs) This is who I am. I'm not going to be fancy for you. I'm not going to be, um, try to be someone I'm not. This is me. This is what you get. I'm real. Um, so yes, I'm driving in my car and I'm hitting a few road bumps and some puddles. So if you hear those, that's what it is. But generational curses to me is something more new age-ish. Because that's something that when people say, well, we need to break soul ties or we need to break, um, uh, what else do they say? A couple other things. I can't think of them right now. But when they say those things, it's like, no, no, you don't. Jesus broke them. Jesus died for them. It's all done. It's taken care of, right? Um, Now that... That gets me up to my next subject, which is fear. Fear is something... Now, let's say, what is fear? Let's take it apart. Let's pull it apart and unpack it. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's fake. It's a lie. It's false. Um, you, we... If, if we're born anew, right? As Christians, as taking over kingdom authority... Praying and speaking life, speaking kingdom authority when we pray, we should have no fear. We should have no fear. Fear is not something God gave us. 
So if you have fear as a Christian, check yourself, just like I check myself when I get it, when I have it, because it's not from God. It's from the other. It's from the devil. And if you have fear and your fear is blocking you or stopping you from walking, finding, discovering, living your God purpose, something's wrong. Something's got to give. And I am big into what the big picture is. Even as a little girl, and you, we, we are chosen, right? We are chosen. We are the bride of Christ and we are chosen. When I was a little kid at age four and five, I remember thinking, Okay, I'm in this body, this physical body, right? What am I here to do? Why am I here? And I believe that was my spirit speaking to me or my soul asking myself the question, why are you here? Now, that goes back a long ways. That goes back, geez, 51 years or 50 years because I'm 55 now. Um, It took me till I was in my 40s to be able to start healing from childhood crap, which I believe we all have childhood crap, and that's something that I do as a coach and counselor, is help women heal their childhood emotional stuff, their emotional abuse, neglect, um, all those things. And when we heal, we should not carry forward fear, right? If we truly believe there is no such thing as a generational curse, which I kind of explained to you why I don't believe there is. You can pray about it yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. But um, I believe then we shouldn't have fear, right? We should not have fear. So we need to let that fear go. We need to lay that fear at the foot, the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, I am so sorry that I walked in fear, that I sat with fear, that I slept with fear. I am done. It's yours. Take it. I'm not going to have fear anymore. And I'm, I'm working with an amazing coach right now, just starting. And I already can tell that my next course is probably going to be something around blasting out and getting rid of fear. Because I'm seeing it show up every day in other women. Women that I look at and go, you should not fear anything. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are chosen. You should be walking, talking, speaking out your truth, God's truth, your kingdom authority, career, job, business, whatever it is, right, that you're supposed to be doing, your kingdom authority anointing. Now, I'm not judging you because I have just recently stepped out in mine. It, it took a lot of work. I did a lot of healing work. I had to, um, I ha- I'm just coming out of it, basically. That's part of why I wanted to do a podcast, because I want to share my heart. And sometimes it's easier to do that when you're not looking at yourself, right? In a video or in a Facebook Live. And so I thought, you know what, what better way to just speak a few words, speak some life over and into people by doing a podcast every day, a few minutes a day. Um, I'm not going to keep you too long because I know your time is precious and I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone who comes to take a listen to what I have to say, to what God wants to say through me, to what the Holy Spirit has spoken to my heart. 
and one of those is the generational curses just get over that forget it it's 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 not a thing okay if you feel like something that happened in your family is is moving forward okay let's talk about for a minute um, and I do this in my 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 training my group sessions my healing sessions when I tell people to forgive ask them to forgive their abuser and I say picture your abuser as a little kid getting abused in just the way they abused you and to a lot of people that helps them heal that right there you can forgive a little child right more than you can a mean man or a narcissistic mother or a evil husband whatever it is you can forgive them if you picture them can picture them as a little child now with the forgiveness forgiving them right um, there is something to, to be said that hurt people hurt people so just because you were maybe molested and a lot of men I'm just saying the facts a lot of men will then grow up if they were molested as a little boy they will grow up and, and molest it's not a generational curse okay it's a choice it's a healing thing it's a it's evil yes it could even be demonic but we're not going there today so when that pops up and you're like well you know my uncle or my friend or whatever is is gay because they were sexually molested and that happens a lot that happens a lot I see that 90% of the time but we're not talking about that either today what we're talking about is generational curses and I'm saying it's not a thing you have a choice you have a choice to seek healing to get healing to accept healing now I will say there are people who are not walking they're not born anew they're not born again they haven't accepted Jesus's forgiveness they haven't accepted him dying on the cross to cleanse them and take away their sin those people yeah they're they're they maybe are going to still do it abuse they're going to it's gonna look like a generational curse to eyes that aren't seeking the truth to seeking what the Holy Spirit says so again like I'm saying, these are just my opinions, my thoughts, my belief, what the Holy Spirit has said to me. If you have something different, throw it at me. I would love to hear it. I would love to pray about it. I would love to, to talk about it with God. Now, know this, know this thing about me because, and I hope the same thing about you, because I have a friendship, because Jesus Christ is my best friend. Um, when I mess up, when I say something, I don't want to say the word stupid, but kind of, you know, clueless. When I put my foot in my mouth, when I offend somebody accidentally, the best thing you can do if it's you is to pray for me. Pray for me. Pray. Say, Lord, go tell Sarah that wasn't nice. Holy Spirit, go, go show Sarah that, that she shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have said that. Because I kid you not, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, they will tell me. He will tell me. He will say, you know what? You shouldn't have done that. Why don't you go apologize? And I do. Okay? Um, I am almost to my destination, so I'm going to end this. But I just want to thank you all for listening, for, for um, just being there, for being you. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to do one thing 
that you're afraid of, because if you still got that fear, if we didn't get rid of it yet, right? Do one thing you're afraid of now, today, that you know will help you grow in the future. Have a blessed day and remember to speak life to everyone you meet. everybody welcome this is Sarah Schroeder with Speak Life coming at you from my car just wanted to hop on here it's been a few weeks I believe um, things have been really really good spiritually I've been learning growing expanding getting ready to launch a program June 7th that um, will help women heal their emotional pain but also teach them to help others heal theirs. So exciting stuff coming up. Also though, today I wanted to talk about boldly, what it means to um, boldly step into your God calling and unapologetically. Boldly to me and to you should mean, right, that you're, you're unafraid, you're boldly doing it. You're, you're um, not worried about what anybody else thinks or says, and you just go ahead and you do it. And that's an amazing thing because we are called to be bold as Christians, right? We need to be bold. We need to show other people, especially non-Christians and even Christians, how to, to live a kingdom called life. Now, not just a kingdom called business. We all have a, a ministry, a purpose, a calling. And whatever we do, that purpose is about. That purpose surrounds. It's a part of. So even if, like when I was young, I thought, oh my gosh, what is my purpose? I have these two wonderful little boys that keep me so busy and a spouse I'm not do I didn't feel like I was doing anything for God for the kingdom. Well, I was. I was raising two um good sons, right? I was being a good wife, a good mother. Those are also kingdom callings. It's a part of your calling. Here's the thing though. That was a part of my and probably a part of your growth time, learning time, developing time. When you have children, and even if you're trying to run a business at the time, at the same time or not, they are your ministry. They are your purpose. They are your calling. So give it all that you have in that season because it doesn't last. It doesn't last. Yes, they'll always be your children, but they grow up. They grow up. They move out. They move away. Um, you know, they become adults. They have children and families of their own. They maybe don't have as much time for mom, right? So when that time comes, also embrace that. I see so many women get stuck, depressed, sad, because their child's, their children don't need them anymore. And instead of embracing it and celebrating it, that you did your job, you you know, you did what you were meant to do to get that child to where they could live independently without you, <clears throat> that they could live on their own, that they could thrive and grow. Now, when we have that time, like I said, we should embrace it and celebrate it because that is your time 
to really get into what am I called to do for God in the later part of my life, in the last half of my life, or or quarter of my life, whatever amount he decides to give us, right? Um, so whatever time you have left on this earth, after your children are grown, and even before they're grown, because a lot of women now are embracing their businessry, their ministry, their business ministry, um, and doing it while their children are young. And that's commendable. That's awesome. I personally could not do that because I had so much um, emotional healing I needed to, to get through that I didn't even realize I had the damage, the um, neglect, until I was in my 50s. Because it really started to show up in me not being able to or not feeling good enough to speak up, speak out, speak my thoughts, my opinions. Because as a child, I was told how to think, feel, and be, and do. So I never developed that confidently in myself. I never grew up or grew into, I should say, knowing that it was okay just to be me. It was okay if I made mistakes. It was okay if I made, if I had an opinion others didn't agree with. It was okay to be different, to act different, to look different. And that is something that I am learning to embrace now at 55 and totally loving it. Now, I'm not saying that this just comes naturally when you turn 50, right? If you've had emotional, an emotional, abusive, neglectful childhood, you need to do the work to heal from it. And that's something that I did at 50 when I realized, hey, I don't feel confident or comfortable or I didn't even know what my own thoughts were, what my own opinions were. Because I went from a, uh, a home with a mother telling me everything I should do, think, feel, and be, to a husband telling me. Now, granted, I love my husband dearly, and I'm still married to him, 34, let me see, 34 years going on um, in May. But I had to learn to grow. I had to learn to stand up for myself, to create boundaries, to say, hey, I have a voice, I have a choice, I have an opinion, and it's okay. It's okay for me to have. It's okay for me to disagree with my husband. Now, some of you are thinking, well, that's not a big deal. I always disagree with my husband. Well, that's because you didn't grow up with emotional neglect. You didn't grow up emotionally abused where you couldn't voice your, your own thoughts and feelings, right? So I'm talking to the women who are like me, were like me. Maybe you still are like me, like I was. Where you don't feel safe, maybe not safe. I mean, you know, you, your husband's not abusive. He is just not, not, I, I want to say misusing you. Misusing his, um, his authority right? As a spouse, as a husband. But here's the thing, not by fault of their own, because if a husband tells you what to do, how to be, how to act, they're damaged. They need healing too. They need healing. They probably came from an emotionally, emotionally neglected or abusive childhood. They probably have a, a deep fear, a fear of 
what happens if they let you be your own person, right? Maybe they had people in the past leave them. So it's a, it's a control thing, but it's a, it comes out of fear. It doesn't come from meanness or anger um, with, with what I'm talking about. Now, if they're physically abusive, run. Run, get away, because that's, that's not acceptable. And it's not acceptable to be emotionally abusive either, but it's something that so many of us are damaged from our childhood, and we don't even realize it. And we go on, and we damage our children, and then, you know, the cycle continues. So even though I have done the damage to my children, um, hopefully not as much as I had myself because I, um, I gave them unconditional love, something I didn't have. I felt I had to be, do, and act a certain way in order to be loved. And it wasn't that. That wasn't my parents, um, what they were trying to do. It's just what they knew from their parents. So there's a lot of deep root shaking forgiveness that needs to come before you can boldly step into your kingdom calling. And that's something that I am teaching women as a, as a kingdom calling coach. That's what I do. I help you shake those roots, pull them up, dig them up, shake them off, heal, forgive, and move on. Move on boldly, unapologetically into the goodness that God has for you. Your kingdom calling. Your purpose for being born. Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well. This is Sarah Schroeder with Speak Life. I haven't been um, on for a while, haven't done a podcast in a while. But um, I have been doing many other things that God has led me to. And I just want to share with you that if you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing, right, life-wise, ministry-wise, job-wise, career-wise, family-wise, maybe you're not married yet and you're looking for your Christian spouse, whatever it might be, I want to challenge you to give it to God. Um, many of us will say, and I, I'm, I'm including myself in this. Oh yeah, I've, I've given it to God. I've laid it at his feet. I'm trusting him. But then we go off and we try to make things happen. That's not trusting God. Now, if he tells you, hey, step this way, do this, contact this person, that's different, right? If the Holy Spirit is leading you, that's different. But if you are trying to make things happen yourself, um, you need to lay that down because I don't know if many of you uh, have seen the little, um, I guess they call it a Mimi. Um, and maybe I said that wrong, correct me if I did, but where Jesus is holding this beautiful, big teddy bear behind his back and this little girl, this little child, which we're the children of God, this child is hanging on to her small ratty teddy bear and doesn't want to give it to Jesus. Now, she can't see what he has for her because it's behind his back in in this little picture. But the same thing holds true for what God has for our lives, for your life, for your marriage, for your um, relationship with your children, for your career, your job, your job ministry, your career ministry, whatever that might be. Because we're all here for a purpose. 
in this time right now, we've got to understand and, and maybe remind ourselves that to ask God, to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what do you want me to do today? Even if you're going to the same job every day, you know, you know what you're going to be doing. But ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to send you the people that he wants you to connect with, either for their, it could be something for them or something for you or both. Um, I've been working part-time at a gallery in the town I live just a couple days a week. And before I go in, the days that I pray, Lord, send the people that you want me to bless or you want to bless me with. And he does. Uh, I mean, one day I had two amazing women in one day that I know that I haven't seen for a while that I got to hug, pray with, um, cry with, and they poured back into me. So what I want to, like I said, I want to challenge you that you go out every day and, and start today, start right now and ask the Lord, you know, lead me to who you want me to talk to. Um, you know, to bless, to bless me, because I guarantee you, he will bring the people that either have job opportunities for you or your spouse or your child, um, or have something that you bless them with. And that in turn blesses you. When you, when we bless others and we give to others, um, it's planting a seed, right? And it comes back to us tenfold. So, go out and bless someone. Be a blessing. Smile at strangers. Say, hello, how how are you today? Right? Take that bold step. Kind of for a moment. I don't want to say the word pretend. Because we're not supposed to pretend to be like Jesus. We're supposed to actually become. Start to, to be as much like Jesus as we can on this earth. Of course, we're not going to be exactly like Jesus, but we can follow in his path. So take those steps when you see somebody sitting there all alone and ask yourself, what would Jesus do right now? Would he go say hi? Would he go talk to them? Would he go ask how they are? Would he just maybe go sit there and wait for them to make contact? There's many different ways you can do things. I know I would. I was at my granddaughter's dance for or dance practice and she was in there dancing and I was waiting for her so I was sitting there all alone but there's other parents there's other kids well there was this one girl that was probably 12 11 or 12 sitting by herself doing her homework and then she put it away and she'd kind of look at me and I you know and I kind of started up conversation she'd answer a question yes or no and that was about it and I thought well you know I'm not going to push it because you know we, we teach our kids right don't talk to strangers but I think she could tell, especially being a, a female, and I said something about my granddaughter is in there dancing, and I asked how long she had been dancing, and just kind of opened up a conversation. And then I've seen her a few times since then, and because I've spoken to her, I, I say, hey, hi, how are you? Okay? And then I also add her to my prayer list. So do that. That's another step to take. When you meet somebody and they, and they stay in your mind, or your thoughts, or maybe they pop up in your dream, there's a reason for that. That's not just a fluke, right? So pray for them. Maybe there's something that they need prayer for that 
nobody else would know to pray for them. And maybe you're the only one praying for them. So let's do that. Have a blessed day. And message me if you have questions, if you need prayer. I love, I love hearing from you. Sarah Schroeder with Speak Life with Sarah. Um, for those of you that are just joining me and don't know me, I am a, um, a minister, ordained minister. I am a um, forgiveness coach and mentor and also work with women who have had an emotional abusive um, childhood or maybe it's in, it's in your marriage um, or in your adulthood. That's when I discovered that it all rooted, took root in my childhood. Anyway, I just wanted to say Happy New Year. This is the end of 2021. Tonight at midnight, um, or 12.01, it'll be 2022. Um, I myself personally have lost a lot of um, people this year. Loved ones, classmates, um, friends, family members that they've lost. That was a loss for me because I love my friends and when they hurt, I hurt. So it's been a challenging year, but when I look back over the, the past year, um, and over the past, my past, like my life thus far, the, the main thing, the big picture is, were those people, are those people saved? Am I going to see them again? And the answer to 99.8% is yes. Many of those that were lost, I know, accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. They're, they're in heaven, and I will see them. I will spend eternity with them because I have accepted Jesus as my Savior. I did that at a young age, about age um, between 8 and 10. I don't know the exact date. I know some people know the exact date that they were um, born again, renewed, accepted Jesus into their heart. I don't know the exact date, um, and it's probably because of my emotionally mm, challenging childhood. And when I say that, I was emotionally neglected because I had a narcissistic mother. I have forgiven her, love her dearly. She is in heaven. She's been in heaven for 15 years now. Um, and I believe, or I know, that part of knowing, you know, her, her path that, that she, she took. I mean, she was a, she was a Christian. You can be a narcissist and be saved. So don't be surprised when your narcissistic spouse is in heaven, right? Or your narcissistic teacher or, um, pastor or whoever, somebody that you even thought, oh my gosh, they're going to hell for sure. Right. We're not the judge and jury. Because if they've accepted Jesus at the last minute, or if they accepted Jesus as a child, they too are forever going to be in heaven, their, their soul, their spirit. But here's the thing, guys. They're not going to be that narcissist. They are healed. So I know when I see my mom again, she's completely healed. She is a completely, she is her true self who God created her to be, right? 
And that'll be the same for your loved ones that are possibly narcissistic, um, had mental illness, were angry, had anger issues, whatever. But the main thing that I want to share today is, you know, what is the big picture of your life? Um, When it's a new year, I like to reflect on the past year. Did I do things that would make my Heavenly Father proud? Or maybe not proud, but you know what I mean. Would make him pleased. Now, knowing that I fall short, because I fall short daily, um, because we're all sinners, right? Even though we are redeemed and we are saved and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we still fall. We still sin. And that's, that's, that's a given until we are made into who we're, you know, God made us to be when we, our flesh dies. But we still are supposed to live or try to live like Jesus, right? We're supposed to, we are here to show others the way home. One of my favorite phrases is, we are just walking each other home. That's what this life is about. Showing each other love, showing strangers love, showing everyone you meet God's love for them. And I wrote a post on Facebook today. And if you're not, if you are following me here, but not on Facebook, um, it's Sarah Dennis Schroeder, Dennis in parentheses, that's my maiden name on Facebook, you should be able to find me or put in Speak Life with Sarah and it should should come up, my Speak Life with Sarah group. Um, but the key thing is we are here to love. We are here to love one another. We're here to show each other God's love. And part of showing that love is one of my favorite words and favorite topics. And it's funny because it used to not be, is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Now, when I was young... My, if you would have asked me in my teen years and even young adulthood, um, I thought, you know, revenge. Revenge was my thing. If somebody did me wrong, I immediately found a way to do them wrong. Now I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, who was that person? But we all fall short, right? We all fall short. There's times in our lives that we are, we're not walking with God or we don't know him that well. Even though I was introduced to Jesus as my savior at a young age, that doesn't mean that I cultivated that relationship, that I accepted that relationship on my part, right? God is always wanting to have a relationship with us, a personal relationship. Um, he, he follows us. He chases us down, not in a, an angry way or not in a way of even interfering with things that we're doing, maybe doing wrong, um, because we have our free will and God is a gentleman, right? He is, he has the patience of God. He's going to wait for us until the very last minute that we will say, okay, Lord, I'll have a relationship with you. But think of it as your father. Now, if you don't have a good father, I have an amazing father. But if you didn't have a good father, you might not have that example of, 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 of a good father. And you might be thinking, why would I want a relationship with any man, right? If you've been done wrong by men. God, who is omnipotent, omnipotent can't talk this morning, um, Our Heavenly Father is perfect. So if you know of maybe a friend's father growing up that you were envious, thinking, I'd love to have a father like that. Or think of a TV show, even though those you know aren't aren't real. But think of 
maybe a father on a TV show. Well, guess what? God is a thousand times better, more patient, more loving, more graceful than any TV dad, than any real dad who is amazing. Um, I know I've told my dad before, dad, you're a great dad, but you're not as great as God. And he agrees, right? I can say that to him because he's a Christian and he knows that. He knows what I mean by that because he can say that to me, right? Not that I'm his father, I'm his daughter, but God comes first. And if God doesn't come first in your life, I challenge you this year or right now, put God first. This is something I recently, I did at age 55. I finally got it. I finally understood because I thought, oh no, my, my, my grandchildren, then my children, or my children, then grandchildren, then my husband, then God. No, you want God on top because you want him to cover your loved ones. You want him to protect, to cover, to chase down your loved ones so they too will be with you eternally in heaven. So when I put God first, even though I had more losses of family members and friends this year than any other year in my life, um, putting God first gave me peace, gave me strength, and gave me joy that I don't think people understand. Um, I have to hold myself back when I when I see a post of a, of a friend or classmate that passed away or a friend that lost someone and I know that that person was a Christian, they accepted Jesus as their savior and they're in heaven, I start to get joyful and I have to hold myself back because I don't want to offend my friend or family member and be celebrating their loved one's death. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm celebrating their loved one's spiritual birth renewed in heaven. They are pain-free. They have no sadness, no anger, no tears. They are completely free of, of all body physical ailments, mental illness. Um, they are at peace. They are joyful. They are celebrating daily. And that's something that you just can't, you can't dim that candle, that light, that fact. Um, but I know that I do have to hold myself back a little bit because not everybody understands that. Not all of my friends, family members are Christians. So, you know, it would be hurtful for them if I wrote on the post, you know, Yahoo, praise the Lord, they're in heaven celebrating with Jesus. Although I do say that, <clears throat> excuse me, I always give my condolences and say I'm sorry and say I'm praying for them to have peace and strength. And then sometimes I will add, if I know the person personally, you know, I'll say, you know, I hope you have that peace that you're going to see them again and spend eternity with them. Because guys, that's what it's all about. You know, why, when I was young, I thought, okay, before I was even a Christian, I always thought, what is, what is this life? Well, I'm in this body. Um, I was about four years old. The first time I remember standing, looking in the mirror at my body going, I can make my hand move. I can make my foot move. I can jump up and down. I'm in this body. And I don't know if that was my spirit man talking. It might have been. But it was like a revelation to me. I was like, okay, now what? what is, why am I here? And 
of course, you know, I didn't get the answer yet. We all would like that answer right away, right? We'd like it in our teens, in our youth, in our, um, you know, while we're taking, while we're raising kids. I did not get that answer until I turned 50. Maybe because I wasn't seeking it. Maybe because I hadn't laid everything down to Jesus. I was still fighting my own battles. I was still trying to, um, I was trying to make sure my family was, you know, safe and okay and, and financially secure and all those things, along with my husband, of course. Um, that's, I don't even have to do any of that. God does it all. When you lay everything down and give it to God, He will supply your every need. And I'm going to say that again because some of you don't understand that. He will supply your every need. You can trust Him 100%. So, what I want to end this with is my the thing that I like to say other than we're walking each other home is I am here. I feel like my one of my spiritual gifts or jobs is evangelizing, but I am here to make heaven crowded. I am here to gather as many of my loved ones and strangers because we're all human. We're all made in God's image, it's when the devil gets in there and messes with us and, and family generational curses and things that our, our maybe family members have promised unknowing, unknowingly to um, Freemasons or a cult or whatever and maybe didn't know it or maybe they did know it and we're living under those curses and we don't know what, why our life is a mess and why we feel like we're living under a black cloud that's real. That's evil. That's, that's something that needs deliverance, right? Needs to be, the blood of Jesus needs to cover and cut that off. And, um, that's another one of my gifts, which I, I came into it kicking and screaming. I said, Lord, yes, I want to heal people. I would love to, to God heal people through me, use me, right? Lay my hands on them, but God heal them through me. But with healing, with the gift of healing comes the gift of deliverance. And I said, no, no, I don't want that one, Lord. I'll, I'll take the healing one. That sounds fun. But I don't want to deliver anybody. I don't want to mess with that stuff or the devil or, you know, casting out demons. I don't want to do that. I just want to do the fun, easy stuff, right? The stuff that would be easy because God would do it through me. But, of course, God said, you would not be delivering them. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it through you. It has nothing to do with you. You're just the vessel. So all you have to do is say, yes, Lord, send me. And he will supply your every need and use you in the capacity that you're willing, allowing him to use you to set other people free. Isn't that an amazing gift to have? And we all can have that gift. Anybody can have that gift. You can just say, okay, Lord, you know, I'm putting you at the top of my family. You come first. I'm, you know, or show me how to put you first and ask the Holy Spirit to, you know, Lord Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Um, and just see how your life takes off and changes in direction. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in my bedroom, in my home, in a small town, <clears throat> Mount Vernon, Iowa, when I was 10 years old. After church, I think we had been at church and, you know, people were raising their hands and slaying in the spirit and speaking in tongues. Um, but get this, I went to a Baptist school. Um, not, and I don't put anybody down. I just don't do religion. I, I am not 
here for religion. I'm here for Jesus. I'm here for relationships and spiritualness. So when I was 10 years old and had no idea that, you know, some people don't believe in speaking in tongues. They think it's for, you know, back in the, the Old Testament and all these things. Um, I asked Jesus, you know, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if I could speak in tongues, that'd be great, Lord. Boom. I'm speaking in tongues in a language I still don't understand. Um, and it's my prayer language I use privately. When I, when I don't know what to pray and it's actually saved my life. Well, God has saved my life, but he used that because I didn't know what to pray. Um, but I'm going to end this here. I will be doing more podcasts in the future in 2022. And I invite you to join me in my Facebook group. Like I said, it's called speak life with Sarah Schroeder or speak life with Sarah. I have an open page and then I have a private group. Um, it is for women. I don't, um, my calling, because I'm a woman, is not to preach to men, it's to preach to women um, and help them. Anyway, I hope, hope that you have a blessed New Year's. Be safe, be careful, um, cover your family in prayer. I cover them in prayer, anybody that's listening. And also, do something today that you can make God pleased about in your life. I love you and have an amazing day. Good morning. This is Sarah Schroeder with Speak Life with Sarah. Um, just wanted to come on here quick. Those of you that don't know me, I am a Christian life coach and fear kicking um, mentor. I also am an artist, author, and um, a freelance writer. doesn't really matter what I do, right? It doesn't matter what you do. It matters who you are, who you are at the core. So I could just come on here and say, this is my name. I am the daughter of a king, which is true. Um, I would just, the Lord was just really woke me up this morning to say, um, because I used to live in fear, and I have a book out. Um, it's called Kingdom Authority Faith, Sarah's Story. You can get it on Amazon or you can order it through me. Um, but in that story, I told part of my life story. Um, you know, we kind of do pieces. I don't know if someday I might just revamp the book and do my whole story. But I think it gives you a good idea of the fear that I lived in as a child, as a young adult, um, as a woman. Um, just the fear that was rooted in my childhood that grew. Um, just three, four years ago, I was so fearful. Um, it's just unbelievable. I look back at myself um, and think, gosh, was that really me? Because inside of me, fear set aside inside of me was who I am today, who I was meant to be, who God called me and made me, created me to be a bold, outspoken um, non-fearful woman of God. And this morning he kind of woke me up and, and was just, you know, I had thoughts going through my mind. And one was a question that he asked me, um, you know, do you think that I'm coming back for a bride that is weak, fearful, and wimpy? And I said, well, of course not. And he said, then you need to go and share. 
you need to go and tell the, the church, right? We are the church. Christians are the church. You need to go and tell them that they are to be warriors. They are to be not fearful because fear does not come from God. So if we're fearful of anything that we shouldn't be, which we shouldn't be fearful of anything because God has us. God has our, he meets our every need when we trust in him. And it's kind of like when we do have fear, we're telling God, oh, you're not, you, we don't really need you, right? We don't, you didn't do that much for us because we're still afraid. No, that's, that's, that's crap. And another thing is being, being a warrior, right? And we need to be a bride that is spotless. What does that mean? That means we're forgiven, right? Well, we're already forgiven. But how many of us are not walking in that forgiveness, right? We hold unforgiveness towards other people that have done us wrong or even towards ourselves. We hold unforgiveness and guilt thinking, well, I probably caused this, my child to end up like that. Or I caused this, um, you know, my husband to be this way and treat me this way. Or I caused this in my finances because I had credit card debt. Um, I caused this, whatever. Forgive yourself. God has already forgiven you. Forgive yourself. Dust yourself off. Stop doing the thing you, you think caused it. Like, don't be, you know, racking up credit card debt. Um, don't be putting yourself further in debt or further under the thumb of... Um, society's ways, right? Be able to support yourself, your family, um, you know, and trust in God to do the rest. But the key thing that God really spoke to me about and told me to share, and I'm telling you to share, is that God is coming back for warriors, right? Think of the day. I mean, and some of us, some of us are going to die before that day. That's okay because we get our own individual rapture, right? If you are a Christian and you know that Jesus died for you on the cross and for your sins and for your eternal life, you know you're going to heaven. You know you're going to be on the new earth with your family, your friends, with Jesus, with the angels, with, you know, the saints. You know that. So if you know that and you believe that, why aren't you believing that God can meet your every need here on earth? Why are you not believing that God doesn't want you to walk in fear and he wants you to speak in boldness? And why aren't you? Um, I'm guilty of this myself. There are times when people I meet, you know, they'll tell me how afraid they are of the coronavirus and COVID and the Omicron and all those other things. Um, but you know what? Oh, you know, I'm not fearful. My God is in control. When it's my time to die, if I'm going to die, God already has it written in the book of life. So it's not, you know, it's not, oh, because this new virus came up and I didn't protect myself or I didn't wear a mask or, or whatnot, right? You can die in a car accident. You could die just, I talked to a sweet lady the other day who said it was her one year anniversary of her husband's death and he had just keeled over. Um, they don't even know what from because he had just been at the doctor, so he had no heart problems. They think maybe an aneurysm or a, um, a blood clot that went to his brain or something. But they wouldn't do a, um, or couldn't do a autopsy because of COVID. 
they didn't have the doctors available or, or whatnot. But here's the thing, and she even said, she goes, it doesn't matter what he died of. It's not going to bring him back. And the fact that he was a Christian, um, right, she knows where he is. So she has peace. But more than just knowing where we're going, how many of you are actually bringing other people with you? You know, how many of us are afraid to talk to our kids? I'm raising my hand right now. Um, not afraid to talk to my kids, but when I do bring up, and, and they were saved as little boys. I told them, I introduced them to Jesus as little boys. And I remember my youngest son would go to, night, go to bed at night and he would, he would be sad. And I'm like, what's wrong? I don't think his older brother, I don't think he's going to go to heaven with us. And I said, why would you say that? Well, because he's kind of mean and because he, you know, swore the other day and this and that. I said, honey, that's not, that's not how it is. I've already talked to him. He gave his heart to Jesus. Um, Jesus has him. He will be in heaven with us. Now, just because my sons are now adults and not walking, um, that I can see, right? Maybe they're walking where God can see, but I still know God has them. And I still know that I have to be an example, right? And I don't push them. I don't, I don't, you know, like, um, say to them, oh, you better get to church. Oh, you know, don't, I used to say, you know, don't be swearing, don't be swearing. Well, when they were kids, I could say that. Now that they're grown adults, that's on them, right? Um, even I used to, and maybe some of you can relate to this because I respect God and I don't take his name in vain. When my oldest son did, I would slap him across the face. And I even did that when he was a teenager. And the Lord told me, stop doing that. I don't need you to hurt your son or your relationship with him to vindicate me. I got this. So if any of you have done that or you're doing that, you punish your child because they're, you know, I mean, there's, there's ways you can tell them, especially when they're little, you know, you're going to get soap in your mouth if you do that or say that. I did that too. I use that. But as they get older and they're responsible for their words, their thoughts, their actions, you know, give it to God. Give it to God. If there's somebody, if your son, your daughter is um, doing drugs, um, they're an alcoholic, they're sinning, they're cheating on their spouse, whatever it might be, you still love them like Jesus loves them. But give it to God to correct them. Yes, you can say things if the opportunity comes and pray the opportunity comes. But if it doesn't, don't create one if, if that's not God's will. Sometimes God's will is for our son or daughter to get to the bottom of their barrel in life. So they will cry out to Jesus on their own. And I'm going to repeat that because it's so important. And there's so many times that I messed that up for God when he could have really reached my son, but I fixed things for him instead of letting him suffer and letting him go down till the very barrel. And here's the thing. If they're doing something that could cause them death, pray, speak life over them, pray, you know, Lord, um, cover them in the blood of Jesus that they do not die without knowing you but that they are corrected of their mistakes through your love and they cry out to you on their own Lord because we can't cry out for them 
I mean, we can cry out for them, but in the end, they it's their their relationship with Jesus that will turn them around, right? So um, I'm going to end this in prayer. Father, we just, we just ask you, if there's anybody listening, and I'm going to post this in a few of my groups, if there's anybody who has a child, adult child, little child, what have you, who is not walking, not listening to your voice, um, maybe they became a Christian in their youth, maybe they're not a Christian yet. Lord, we ask you to cover them, protect them, protect their soul, protect their physical body, their heart, their mind, until they, we know that they are saved, that we know that we know that we will have them with us for eternal life. I also ask you to protect them against the devil, against all evil, anything that would come against them to hurt them or harm them. And if they have to reach the bottom, Lord, if they have to reach the bottom, to get to you, so be it. So be it. Lord, give us the strength, the peace, the knowledge, the wisdom that you have them to allow them, to allow, to, to allow, to allow us to watch our children suffer. If it's going to bring them closer to you, if it's going to bring them, the end result is being saved, born again, living eternally with you and with us. Lord, we ask that, that you, you protect them, you speak life over and into them, and that you help us be strong and to be there for them, support them with your goal in mind. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening. Share this with a friend. Reach out to me. Um, I have a, a blog, sarahschroederblog.com. Uh, my email is sbschroeder, my last name, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R, at msn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a blessed day. with Sarah Speak Life um, along the journey is my Facebook group, Christian Women Speaking Life Along the Journey, if you want to join that. Um, Just wanted to talk a little bit about in this new year uh, and a new day, March 1st, 2022. 2022, yeah, said that right. Haven't had my morning coffee yet. I'm on my way to meet a Christian friend for coffee, Um, but I just wanted to hop on here and talk a little bit about what's been on my mind. Um, I have had a few uh, physical attacks from the devil. Um, had my first episode of vertigo ever the other night. Thought I was having a mini stroke or losing my mind or something. Um, started praying, called friends to pray. Uh, I remember when my husband had vertigo um, a couple times and the, the doctor said to take um Dramamine. So I asked him, I said, get the Dramamine we have up there, even though it's probably a couple years old, but it did the trick. It worked um, to get me through the night, and then I went to the doctor in the morning and got something else, but still recuperating from that because the little crystals that got dislodged in my ear canal must still be moving around, or um, maybe they're lodged. I'm not sure if it's dislodged or lodged, but anyway, um, wanted to talk about, because I remember, and this brought to my mind, 
when I was a young Christian, I, be, I became a Christian when I was like nine or ten years old. I asked Jesus to become my Savior um, and then became, asked the Holy Spirit to baptize me. Um, I was probably ten or eleven. And then as I got into my teen years, and you know, you want to be cool, you want to be in with the in crowd, even though I never was. Um, just, you know, things like that. You start to think, well, it's not cool to be a Christian at that time. I didn't think it was. Now I think it, it's the coolest. But, you know, as a kid, right, you're thinking, I don't know about going to church and telling people, you know, that they're sinning and all that stuff. So, and hearing that, you know, when you're a Christian, it's, um, you know, the devil messes with you, right? He sees after you. He's after to kill, destroy, and um, steal from us. I thought, in my immature, ignorant mind, well, then let's not be for God. Let's just let this roll, you know, and do whatever we want and live free and whatever. So, of course, in my, I would say, later teen years, you know, drinking and going to the bars and things like that, um, thank the Lord, I still had his protection. I still had angels, his angels guarding me, protecting me because a lot of bad things could have happened to me looking back. But I also want to say that, um, the devil still messes with you. He still thinks bad things still happen. I had a, a terrible, um, car accident when I was 18, totaled my cute little, um, Mustang convertible, red Mustang convertible, but I could have died if I didn't wear my seatbelt. I would have been ejected. It would have been just a mess. My whole car was smashed in, everything except my seat. Um, I do write about that in my book, Kingdom Authority Faith, Sarah's story, which I wrote back in um, 2020, I believe, the winter of December. But what I've learned is as I've grown and I'm in my 50s now is that not only is it cool to be a Christian because you know you want to get to heaven you want your family there with you right you want to live eternity stay alive your soul to to live in eternity in in on the new earth but also is that the authority we have the power through Jesus we have to defeat the devil it's not Oh, the devil's going to get me now and this is going to be horrible. It's, you know what? I've got Jesus on my side. And anything you throw at me, Satan, Jesus is going to use for good. And you're going to be shaking your head in, in defeat. Right? So that's what I really want to get across today is that, and I posted something on my Facebook page that um, it was a, a girl in a dress, but she had army boots on. And it's talking about the Christian walk, right? You, you need to warrior up for the Christian walk. But here's the thing. It's not like a scary, like, oh my gosh, we're, we're, oh my gosh, we're going to battle and we're going to lose. No, it's we are in battle and we win. We already know we win. We're already in the battle. So you cannot avoid the battle. I used to think, like I said, as a naive, immature um, teen, that if I just went about my way and didn't, you know, do too much for God, that the devil would leave me alone. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That is totally wrong. And I hope you know that. But if you've got kids or teenagers or um, tweens that think that, please, please, please get them, get them to read, um, read my other books, uh, Twisted, my Twisted tri Triology, Trilogy, Triology, Trilogy is, um, 
twisted hearts, twisted minds, and twisted souls. Um, Christian for teens, it's um, uh, Christian romance and mystery. Boys can read it too. I've had a couple of fellows read it, um, even the pink one, the twisted hearts, and they loved it. Um, it. It's just, it's good. It's, I, because God wrote it, I can say it's good, right? He wrote it through me. But anyway, um, get your teens to get into a youth group. Uh, whatever you can do to guide them towards Christ because the devil is after them. He is after them. And that's 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 a no-brainer. It's going to happen, right? He's after them because that's what he does. So we need to not just be prayed up ourselves over them and wear an armor, the armor of God, put on the full armor of Christ, but also to teach our children to be armored up. And that's something that the Lord's having me write a book for, um, well, girls and boys. I usually just work with girls and with women, but it's a, it's a tween teen book about gaming. Kids that game, that like the video games and the games on their phones and all those things about how they are actually called to be warriors for Christ. They're actually called to be in battle, um, you know, and they win. So that's something that I am um, super excited about, trying to get it finished up. Um, Like I said, so I don't know if I mentioned, well, I did mention, see, I haven't had my coffee yet, that the devil came at me with that vertigo that I've never had um, because he knows what would upset me, right? Just like with you, he knows what buttons to push. And that's something where I, I didn't stay covered. I didn't, you know, pray. And it might have been, I mean, I pray this every day, might have skipped a day, but anyway, the devil can get in there. He can get in there if we, if we have the slightest door open. And I know I had a door open, um, because my husband and I had went to the casino. Now I don't think going to the casino and playing a little money for fun is a sin, but there is evil there just like bars. I don't think it's a sin to go have a drink once in a while, but it's the atmosphere. What's in the atmosphere? What can attach to you? What can attack you? Um, Because I started to notice after going to the casino once in a while, I would have nightmares or um, like this vertigo thing. So there's something to be said there to make sure if you go out and you're, you're somewhere and maybe you're out there preaching or you're there to share with somebody, you're there saying, you know, Lord, send somebody that needs you because we are called to go into the places and and bring God to people, right? I talk to people next to me if they're, you know, if God gives me a little, you know, hint to. Um, so there's nothing wrong with going to those places as long as you don't become those places, right? You aren't obsessed. You aren't um, gambling everything you own and addicted to it where I have to go tomorrow or I have to go tonight or whatever. Same with alcohol, right? You can have a drink once in a while, but when it becomes I'm drinking every night, that's a problem. Anyway, I just wanted to hop on here and share a few things, um, share my heart. I hope you have an amazing day. Reach out to me if this blesses you. Um, Invite people to listen also and um, be blessed and keep on that armor.